Phoenix West, the Twilight Zone episode review show. Hello, citizens of Twilight Zone. Um, welcome to episode five, Walking Distance, which premiered October 30th, 1959. God damn it. This is a Halloween episode almost of 1959, for those of you who remember. Which is hopefully none of you, because if you're that fucking old, you're probably not going to enjoy this show. So why don't you fuck off? Go watch some Matlock reruns. Because um, this felt like Andy Griffith was in this. Because it was, I, oh, little fucking Opie's in it. Because Ron Howard put a child in this. A real, real young child. Oh, God, Ron Howard's great. Um, he's in like four of my favorite shows. That's uh, weird. Anyway, um, this episode is titled The Walking Distance, like I said. You know what? Let's, let's holster that. Let's put a pin in that. Let's let's do this real quick, so I don't have to do it at the end. Um, this episode. Uh, first of all, I guess I'll say I just a few hours ago. I don't know, four, five, five hours ago. Yeah, five or something like that. I just recorded episode three or four. Episode four. Um, and so this is only a few hours after that. So if you want to do the math, when you listen to these in order, I don't know. I don't know who, who fucking does that. You psychopath, you goddamn crazy person. But yeah, um, still go to loiteringwonderland.com. Loiteringinwonderland.com. Um, get my books, $5, digital copies. They're all $5. That's not much. If you just put them on your phone or your computer, you can read them. They're pretty good. You got a bunch of poetry or comedy books or full on novels on there. Um, I got four in total so far. So <clears throat> if you listen to this years later, Hopefully that, that number's way different, and I'm losing my voice, apparently. <clears throat> I have been doing podcasts all day. Um, with that being said, you can also go to Amazon for $5, get the digital books. They are fitted for Kindle, but they're a little rough. I say that so that you don't buy it and go, well, that's weird. But it's just it's just a little off from what I was going for. It's not atrocious or anything. I think I'm just going to go ahead and stop saying that because nobody's complained yet. It's just my perfectionism is, which doesn't sh- shine through in the show, but my books, I like to be perfect. But I, I just feel a little let down by the way Amazon handled that. Uh, anyway, not complaining, I guess I am, but blah, blah, blah. Go buy the book. Just do, do it and check out while you're on the website. Go check out uh, the other shows, Learning Wonderland, Movie Review, Podcast. We watch shit shows and do shit reviews on them. It's fun. A lot of fun. Uh, comes out the first of every month, and the next episode we do is coming out is Kung Fury, which has yet to come out. Um, so listen to that and watch the movie. It's only fucking thirty minutes. It's on YouTube. It's free. Watch that. Listen to our show. It's great. Um, and then again, that July, drops July first of twenty fifteen as the year of our Lord. Um, Phoenix West show drops the fir- or Monday every, just every Monday. You know, every week. I don't know what I was going with that. <laughs> um, LAW Prof Theater drops every Friday. Go listen to that. It's a lot of fun. I think I'm going to end up doing like a Monday Friday. Not real sure yet. Because I got a lot of those and a lot of ideas. And I'm back. I got like a nice stockpile going. So I think I'm going to go to twice a week. I'm rapping on the upcoming episode. So that'll be fun. Um, drops in a couple of days here. On the 26th of June. 2015. The year of our Lord. Um 
So there's that, and then there's this show that you're listening to. You should totally subscribe to all these shows on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. Do that shit. I'm starting to get this memorized, like everything, all my plugs. It's kind of fun. Interesting. I'm doing so many podcasts in a row where I can just rattle them off. I'm getting much better at it. I'll get this down to a tight, tight two or three minutes. That'd be fun. Anyway, back to the episode. Not the, just called Walking Distance. Not the Walking Distance. Um... Terrible, terrible episode title. I love this episode, by the way. But the title needs some work. This is a little first drafty for my taste. Because he shows up, this guy from New York, Martin Sloan, age 36. We'll get back to that. But it's just called Walking Distance because he parks his car and gets gas in a lube job. And he's like, oh, there's... There's a Homewood where I grew up. It's a mile and a half. That's that's a walking distance, motherfucker. And he's like, yep. The guy working on his car is like, yeah. So he walks. And then the rest of the episode is not about that at all. So you should change. I would, I personally, I would have changed it to Midlife Crisis Theater or something like that. Because this episode is about a guy having a midlife crisis at the age of 36, which back then was like 52 now. You know, it was just dog years. Because I'm, I'm guessing maybe 63 would have been the appropriate. Because this guy, the actor who plays him, what's his fucking name? Gig Young, which is a badass name. He, Rod Serling, announces him into the show and he goes, Martin Sloan, age 36, vice president in charge of media. Whatever the fuck that means. That's the most generic title I've ever heard. I don't know where he works. I don't know what that means. Media. Back in the day, who knows what that meant? TV ads, who knows? Vice president of something, I don't know what. But he, vice president in charge of media. And, uh, yeah, he's totally 36. So go ahead and don't look into that and don't wonder why he's clearly almost 50. Because the actor at the time of of this came out was 46. A, A full decade off. So why not just change the age? Why not get a younger actor? Because I didn't believe he's 36. There are some times when you look back at actors from like this era when you're like, oh man, that guy looks like he's you know in his late 40s and he's supposed to be playing like a 19-year-old. And then you realize he's 21 or 22. And you're like, holy shit, people looked old back then. Like, man. But the thing is, they also looked manly. This guy's 36 in this, let's just say. I'm 31 now, and he is so fucking manly compared to what I will ever look like. I'm soft as shit, and this guy looks like a fucking man, and he's supposed to be only five years older than me. And that's, we don't have that anymore. That's gone. There are some dudes that have that, but I think it's mostly gone. But I, I guess that's, I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. So, you know, we're, is that evolving? I don't know. We're just, we're not. We don't. We don't have to be. We don't have to be rough looking. We we can just. We have a leisurely life now. You know. Speaking of which, I'll drink my Heineken. Ah, Dutch leisure. Dutch leisure. Anyway, um, yeah, he totally parks his car at the gas station, the petrol station, and he's like, I don't know what this meant back in the day, but he's like, oh, first of all, he starts honking his horn like a goddamn lunatic. Because he's from, he's from New York City, NYC. 
So he's real impatient, and he's a fucking asshole. I mean, when you're a vice president in charge of media, you don't have time to fuck around. Even though he's on like this weird little vacation, midlife crisis vacation. So, but he's just honking his horn, and the, the guys, the guy did what I would have done. Is the guy, the mechanic, is like just still working on another car, and his lets lets him honk his horn a good forty times, and is like, need something, and the guy's like. Uh, I think he yelled and he's like I need peace and quiet and he's like ooh just fill her up and he gets a lube job also whatever the fuck that means does that mean oil does he put does he put oil in again he's manly I'm not I don't know what lube job means I assume that means he's gonna change the oil in the goddamn car which is kind of like a nowadays you have to go to the Jiffy Lube and you park over this weird little trench where some mysterious cave dwelling folk live downstairs apparently and they just kind of drain your oil, and you don't ever see them. You don't communicate with them. I don't like to see my oil. Like, the mole men below change your oil. And I guess this one, they just kind of jack it up and do the oil while you go wander and have flashbacks and a little nostalgia break. So fucking Martin Sloan, like, sees a sign for Homewood, which could not hit the nail on the head anymore, that he's going back home. And he's like, I just felt, felt beckoned to come back here, back home. It's been 20, 25 years. It's been 25. I don't know why they keep saying 20. Do the math. 1934, 1959, 25 years. Fuck you. Fuck you. Just say 25. I just, I don't get why they keep saying 20 when it's been 25. Um, yeah, he's like, that's ha- that's a mile and a half. I could, that's walking distance, right? I could totally do that. And I'm like, nowadays, this is why he's manly. And I would go, mile and a half? Fuck it, I'll wait inside, read a magazine. That's, I'm going to go ahead and drive there later. And if the car breaks down and I'm stuck there, I'm going to go ahead and get a ride out of there and not visit Homewood. And just that car is just lives there now. And I go, I move on. I don't I, I don't want to walk a mile and a half. Especially when it's like, it looks sunny as shit. And then he's going to walk like through the woods. Or not woods, but like a big field. Hey, fuck that, fuck that. And he's in a suit and tie. And it's goddamn hot. Fuck that, fuck that. I'm not doing that. No. I don't care how homesick I am. 25 years or not, I'm not doing that shit. Like, maybe if it was, like, blowjob wood on that sign, I'd be like, eh, give this a crack. Might as well. See, I'll, I'll do that. Um, yeah, he, he shows up in town, and you know where it's going at that point. <laughs> when he walks in, he's like, you look familiar. Then he orders. I love listening to old lingo. In these shows and, like, the prices for everything. Because he orders a chocolate soda with three scoops in it. And he's like, that used to be 10 cents back in the day. I <laughs> can't believe that. And um, I don't know what chocolate soda is. Um, three scoops or not. I don't know what it, that means. Is it, like, a Pepsi or a Coke with chocolate ice cream in it? I don't... Because we have root beer floats is like the the staple now. Is that is that what it was? I don't I don't understand what that means. Because you hear that a lot, like back in the, you know, back in this time, of weird like fizzy water, like laughing gas, bubbly water, like stuff like stuff like that. I don't know what the, any of that means. But so chocolate soda, I assume, is just soda with chocolate ice cream. I'm gonna go ahead and have to assume that, because they don't give any indication what that is. It looked like a root beer float when he showed it, when he got it for his ten cents. And despite the fact that he only charged him ten cents, he still doesn't pick up on the clue that he's back in time. And um, 
he pays him 10 cents and he's like, oh, got to go. I drink half that. It's a movie or a TV show, so I have to go ahead and not finish this meal or drink. I have to just barely touch it like a fucking shy deer in the woods. I have to just, just nibble at it and then walk away because I got scared or something happened. But he tips the old man a, a dollar and the old man practically shits himself and has a heart attack. He's like, that's a buck. But that's a buck. He's like, yep. Good day. I'm like, this guy's a nice guy. Why was he such an asshole? Like, he's nice to everyone else when he's not being a lunatic, but to the one old, not old guy, and the one mechanic, he was a, maybe he just hates mechanics. Was he raped by a mechanic after this episode? Like, after his 11-year-old self, was he raped by this mechanic? I don't get it, because he's a total fucking prick to this guy. He's a real cunt, like the lady in the last episode. But he gives him the dollar and blah, blah, blah. He seems like a nice guy, and he wanders off, and he's he's at, like, this... He, oh, he walks up to this kid on the side of the road. It's totally Ron Howard. And he's like, what's up, man? He's like, these are these Aggies. And, uh, you know, just take the ones off bearings and blah, blah, blah. He talks to this little kid. And, like, again, another episode where... The character's just talking to kids freely. I feel like it, if I saw a kid on the side of the road, which you would never see nowadays because that would be, you know, you would go to prison for that as a parent if you had your kid outside just, you know, playing by himself, not with himself, by himself, you would go to prison. I, I just heard a story where, like, a fucking 11-year-old was outside for 15 minutes by himself and parents went to, went to jail for uh, abandoning their child pretty much, which it seems psychotic to me. Um, I can't tell you how long I would stay away from home because the longer I was away from home, that means I spent more time not at home, which was a fucking victory for me. That was a, a win-win for my parents and me. And that was uh, free babysitting, pretty much, for, for all involved. So he walks up to this kid who's on the, sitting on the curb, and he's like, hey, how are you doing, kid? And he starts talking to him. And I feel like if you if you... If this somehow these circumstances were to compile nowadays, he would quickly be arrested and put on a list, and he'd be a red dot online for you and your family to look at, and he would have to go door to door eventually. But it gets even worse because later, right after that, he talks to Ron Howard, and then Ron Howard's out of the episode, and I felt a little sad. He's adorable. He's freaking young in this, and uh, he goes to the Ferris wheel because he just wants to look around, and. He he sees this kid in a tree, and his mom's like, come on, come on down, whatever the name is. And he's like, come on, come on. And he just takes it upon himself to, to c- c- fucking coach this kid out of the tree. He's like, come on down. You know how to do it. Come on. on. Yeah, that's right. And he grabs him out of the tree, and he pulls him down to the ground, hands him to his mom. It's like a fucking eight-year-old. And she's like, oh, no, you know, kids. That's blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, you're touching these kids. I don't. I don't want to touch kids I know, like nephews and shit. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I don't feel. I don't feel safe because I feel like the times have changed in that exact department. Like most of the changes happen towards how you talk to kids. And nowadays, kids will shoot you, or their parents will arrest you for touching them inappropriately, even though you just, you know, tricked their hand or some shit. But like he. He uh, he looks like Stephen Collins, first of all, kind of the uh, dad from Seventh Heaven who mysteriously doesn't think he's a pedophile, despite the fact he had underage or sex with three underage girls. He said they're isolated incidents, and 
what the fuck? You, you, you touched him, dude. That's three incidences means that's, that's a history right there. You got a, you got a long standing history pretty much. I don't, I don't think I've ever accidentally done something three times. Haven't, they should have the shame on you at, thing at that point when they arrest him. But he looks like Stephen Collins, and he's touching all these kids. And I was like, come on, dude. Just lay off the kids. Come on. Oh, I was watching uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You know, that's, that's where it was. And um, they Stephen Collins plays their dad on that show, their real dad, their biological dad. And in that episode... When they first introduce him, he's all like doing these charity things, and he's like, he walks out and he he looks creepy. And when he finally meets his kids, and he goes, "Are those my beautiful children?" And I took a picture of the the screen. I, t- I screenshot it because it was amazing. And later on, he's like singing this song about for the kids at this society, like cancer or lupus, I think it was. And he's like, "Save the kids, save the children, save the kids, save the children." And I was like, "Holy shit, dude!" He's like. Taunting the cops like a serial killer, like the BTK killer. He just wants you to save the kids before you can get to them. It's just very, very, very creepy. Oh, Ron Howard must tell a story or two about this guy in the set. Who's not Stephen Collins? I kind of ran with that in my own mind there. Believe my own lie. That's how it works when you're psychotic like me. Um, He sees himself carving his name into the thing after he gets the kid out of the tree. He sees himself do that. And so he runs up to himself and he's like, you're Marty. You're Marty Sloan. You're going to be vice president in charge of media one day. He doesn't say that, but I could, I could see his eyes. I could see the media in his eyes. You know, those fucking media guys. Goddamn medias. V, the VPs of M. VPMs. He, uh, yeah, he's like carving his name into the thing. And then he's like, starts to, the little him starts freaking out because he thinks he's in trouble from a grown up. The uh, child musting guy. He's like, I don't want to get diddled again, dude. I just want to put my name on this thing. This what is it? He's doing like a gazebo, I think. And uh, the fucking kid runs off. And then he full on chases himself all the way home. So creepy. I'm like, he's going to be the first person arrested for being a pedophile against himself. And I think that's just masturbation at that point or I'm not sure if that's masturbation, gay sex, or pedophilia, or all three. But how does that work? Uh, he, he would have been the first and truly a pioneer. Um, yeah, he's stuck, in a, he's stuck in his own memory of this fucking town and this goddamn life he had. It is super, super fucking sweet summer. He's just like, this is, the first, this is the last summer I had before. I was all about pounding that tang, you know? I was 11 or 12 or some shit, and I just... Just had fun, you know. Did this shit, and he's all like, "I went, I played baseball in this field over here." And then everyone's like, oh, "I don't give a rat's ass, dude." We all played baseball over there. Big fucking deal. And then he's just like reliving his childhood, and I'm like, "That is sad," and I totally understand it because everyone in my generation, and I say my generation, meaning between Generation X and the Millennials, we really don't have, we don't fit in anywhere. Because I'm not a millennial for fucking sure. I don't. I, I live half my life without the internet, or and I lived two thirds of my life now without a smartphone or any sort of cell phone for that matter. Um, I didn't get a cell phone. I think it was twenty twenty one somewhere in there. Um, but this fucking I'm not Generation X either because it just doesn't make sense. I guess I would more associate with that 
than millennials. But we're buying back our childhoods, This my generation. We, we're super, super into, like, <laughs> I see it happening, like, crazy now. They're, everything's on Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters and shit, which is all what I was all about. And it's all about nostalgia. We're like, I would consider us like nostalgiaites, our generation. We're all about nostalgia and like finding clever t shirts. And I am no exception here. I have tons of this shit. I have so many Ghostbusters and Ninja Turtles I bought back. I'm buying my childhood back. And I'm like, this fucking guy and me are so fucking similar. It's sad. It is fucking sad. And I'm like, is this going to happen to me? Because my childhood sucks. I don't want to go back and relive that shit. So I'm just going to go ahead and buy some Ghostbusters and fucking cry a little bit and then call it good. Because I don't want to go back to this shit. I, I don't, I don't, I never had an old fucking merry-go-round and like fucking, oh, band concerts. They keep saying band concerts. And that's kind of like what I was saying with the soda, the, the ice cream soda or whatever. Chocolate, chocolate soda, is that what he said? Band concerts is one of these phrases where I'm like, you just say I'm gonna go see a band or I'm gonna go to a concert. Band concerts kind of is uh, a little redundant at that point. Um, I don't, I don't. It just feels like you could say one or the other, and you don't hear that shit anymore. And they just, I feel like they just had more time back then to just say, and they weren't like, I gotta get this out quick, and I got, I can't send a text where it just says band concert. That's too long. The seat, the seer, like cert. We gotta go to the cert. Like, I, this is getting everything's getting super brief nowadays. So much so I had to say brief. But this fucking guy is all over, running around like a lunatic. He scares his own parents because he's like, "Mom, Dad, we're, what are you doing here? You can't be here." And he's figuring this shit out so slowly that he's back in time. And he's freaking his parents out, freaking out old him into thinking he's, his his younger version of himself. Is gonna grow up with more fear because he thinks he's gonna get raped. He thinks he's gonna about to be raped by this fucking guy because he keeps chasing him around, and uh, the parents are all freaking out and they're like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And he keeps showing up, and um, he goes back to the merry-go-round that night, and um, after he talks to the parents and scares them some more, and he's like, "Fuck, I gotta go." And then he's looking around at, he finds himself on the merry-go-round. I say keep saying merry-go-round, but it's more like a, uh, what are those called? Oh, man. Oh, god damn. I am bad. I'm a bad, bad boy. Oh, that sounded more sexual than I needed it to be. I can't think of the fucking word. Um, the one with the animals, and you ride them, goes around. Basically, Mary, go around with animals. Um, yeah, n- can't think of the word. I'm, I'm retarded, apparently. But yeah, he's, he finds himself there, and he chases him off, and then he falls. He makes his, young, his younger self fall off because he thinks he's about to be, you know, raped. And all I, I would run to, um, but he hurts his own leg, and then he grows up with a limp, and so the fucking older guy's a limp now. But I'm looking around at these kids on this merry-go-round, this animal merry-go-round, wherever that word is. I'll, it's like the last episode when I couldn't think of uh, Stockholm syndrome. I'll uh, I'll do this again. And yeah, but he, I'm looking around at these kids. I found I found my spot. I'm looking around at all these kids, and I'm like. 1959, they're probably 9 or 10, so let's just say 49. These kids are 65 right now in real life, like from 1959. They're probably, t- let's just say they're 9, make it easier, 1950. That makes them 65 now. 
most of these kids are going to be dead. If they're not dead, they're about to be. By the time I finish this show, not this episode, but this run of the original series, I would say, oh man, almost all of them got to be dead, right? I mean, there's a couple that are. Ron Howard's still alive, but he was like super young. He was like four. And um, it's just scary. It's weird to think about like that. I don't know if it's scary. I do that a lot when I watch old movies. Like, um, I like Double Indemnity, and I'm like, anyone anyone above a certain age, you're like, that guy's 100% dead. All of, like, anyone above that age limit cannot be alive physically. Like, or just, it's impossible for them to be alive. So that person's dead. And it's weird. It's more weird than, like, if I watch a Robin Williams movie now, and I'm like, that guy's dead. But I'm like, he was a big, big star. And I'm just like, this guy, who I've never seen before... And probably was in no other movies is goddamn dead for one hundred percent sure. Like he's dead. This is a dead person. It's like when you see a dog in a TV show or a movie from back in the day. You're like that fucking thing's dead. No, no way did that survive even close to where we are now. Like Comet from I think his name was Comet, right? In Full House, that fucking dog's dead. That's for sure. That that no way that dog's alive. That wasn't even that long ago, twenty some years ago. But that dog's dead, one hundred percent. If that dog's still alive, there is no God, okay? Which is scary. That would be scary if he's still alive. There's some voodoo shit going on in uh, San Francisco. The Danny resurrected the dog six times, is what I'm saying. Anyway, um, yeah, not much happened after this. The uh, merry-go-round looks like it survived in a nuclear blast. It looked fucking beat up. and then they realized, But I thought that, and I thought he was in current time. And then his dad showed up, and I'm like, oh, they're still in 1934, so this thing was just beat up back then. But then he, the dad's like, dude, you got to go. I realize you left your wallet here. I know you're Marty, but you do, you got to go, dude. Give yourself a childhood. Don't dwell on the past. And it, it, Marty Sloan's like, Martin Sloan now is like, yeah, you're probably right. I need to go. I should probably leave. And then uh, dad's like, yeah, you got to, you can't be here. You, you can't share this summer. You can't, this is his summer, dude. He's going to be fine, though. His leg's all fucked up. You did that. That's cool. But whatever. Let him have this. And M- Martin Sloan's like, all right, well, see you, Pops. And I was like, I would be so more emotional. be like, I just want to say goodbye to you, Mom and Dad. That, you're dead now. You guys are dead people, like I said earlier. You guys are fucking dead. And it's been 25 years. They, they, his parents were like 90 when they had him, apparently. Although, like I was saying, when he's apparently 36, but he looks like he's 57, they might be in their early 30s in 1934. Maybe they were born in 1900, so maybe they were 34. They just happen to look like they're... They look so old. It was unbelievable. Anyway, um, then he leaves to go back to his job of VP of Charge of Media. In Charge of Media. Is Is that part of his title? VP of media would just seem to be fine because when you're a VP, you know you got responsibilities. You know how to say in charge. We get it. You're VP. You're second in line. I get it. I don't need to do the, the math that you're in charge of some shit, you know? Whatever. I wasn't being sassy. I just want to take a drink there and use whatever as that buffer. Um, 
Yeah, he gets back in his car and then, you know, tips the guy really well. He's totally nice to him then. He 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 got over his fear of mechanics, apparently. And then he doesn't walk back to New York City. He he goes ahead and drive. He drives. And then Rod Serling comes back in. And then you can hear him smoking. No, um, I like this episode. It's I like the uh I'm obsessed with this weird um, facet of time travel. I, this is called. This is what I would call a past um, urban legend. I guess you know, go back in your own childhood. That's, that doesn't really happen, obviously. But I, I like I like the episode for some reason. I guess it has a lot of the screaming, like I always talk about. The guy yell, "You gotta believe me! You gotta believe me!" Like that shit. When he really could just calmly explain it to them, it would be like, oh, wow, yeah. But when you yell like a lunatic in somebody's face, they're going to shut you out and go ahead and call the cops probably. If you try it, try walking up to a stranger and yelling, you got to believe me. I'm Marty. You got to believe me. Just try that. They won't look at your wallet. They're just going to go ahead and fucking run. Run like crazy. Run like the crazy you are. They're going to fucking take off. And I don't blame them. It's your fault. Well, this has a lot of that. And I like I like this weird facet of time travel, like I said. I like the one where you go back to your own whatever and you try to get them to... They have a couple episodes of this where they try to convince the person that they're this. And then, I'm really this. And you don't got to believe me. And my favorite episode of the show involves kind of like that. Not time travel, but that. Where it's, he has to convince people he's having the same dream over and over. But he's on death row. And... Right when he's about to convince them every time he gets executed, and it's fucking awesome. But um, I don't know what to say about this. I like this one. It's time travel-y. Um, I love time travel. It's the same reason I liked the last season of Lost when everyone else hated it. It reminded me of the same thing. I just had the same feeling. I don't know how to describe how it's similar, but it's kind of like he's trying to convince them he's him, and then in the last season of Lost, they touch each other, and they all realize what happened, and I like that. I like the when people realize stuff. When people realize that your story wasn't complete bullshit. I like that sort of stuff. I don't know why. It's dumb. I, it's hard to explain, but I like it. I don't know. Fuck you. Fuck you in the ass. I don't know. I'm sorry. That was really aggressive. And I, you don't deserve that unless you're into that. So I'm sorry. I, I guess I'll apologize, love. I'm sorry. I don't mean to call you love. I know we're, we're broken up, but I'm, I'm sorry. Blowing this podcast and getting you back. Oh man! Oh, I said it. Oh shit! Well, here we are, being all awkward. But um, I guess join me next time when I do. Let's see what's next. IMDb is loading like a motherfucker. Um, escape clause. And if you go to IMDb and look it up that episode into the seasons escape clause, you will see a hilarious face. You should check it out. The guy looks like he's about to blow up. Um. You sh- you should listen to that episode when it comes out. Go uh, these, this the Twilight Zone's on YouTube or not YouTube? Well, it is I think, but it's also on Netflix, which is what everyone has. Everyone has Netflix, so watch it. Tell your friends to watch it and listen to this. It's fun. It's fun. I swear a lot, and I get confused and ramble, and I make sexually suggestive threats like "fuck you in the ass." That was weird. I'm sorry about that. Still, that's not me. That's not who I am. That's not who I am anymore. I'm sorry. So I guess I'll end it here. So until next time, I'm still Phoenix West. So, and I love you, and I want you back, and I'm sorry. 
and I promise I'm a changed man. When I get out of prison, I will totally... I'm recording this in prison, by the way. When I get out, I will make it up to you, and you will see I'm a changed man, and I love you. Goodbye.